hero of Winterfell. I told you I don't want it. It doesn't matter what you want. What if there's someone else? Someone better? Each of us has a choice to make. I pray we choose wisely. Sarkaris! Welcome to all the geek enthusiasts, nerd aficionados, and those that know how to say Dracaris. Um, a word that will now live in infamy after this episode. <laughs> this is MaliceCast TV Talks, our live reaction podcast here on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash MaliceCorp, where we talk about some of our favorite television shows and we stream the cast live so that you... Yes, you, the viewer, can come join us and give us your thoughts, your reactions, so we can actually express them on this podcast so other people can hear them when they're listening to this on Stitcher or iTunes or Spotify or checking us out on YouTube, anywhere that you watch this cast. Um, so, yeah, thank you for joining us here at twitch.tv forward slash MaliceCorp. If you're looking for us anywhere else, make sure to either head over to our main website, malice-corp.com, or just look up MaliceCast TV Talks anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Um, with that being said, this is a spoiler cast, so we actually talk about the episode. Nothing is off limits, so when you're in the chat room, don't worry about spoiling anything. We've all watched the episode. If you haven't watched the episode, you don't want to be spoiled, go watch the episode and then come back and listen later to uh, hear and give us your thoughts in the comments. We'll, we'll still interact with you later. But... This is for Game of Thrones, Season 8, Episode 4, The Last of the Starks. And I understand it, but once again, it's not as, like, full-encompassing the episode as the other the other ones were for the name. What we'd like to do is go scene by scene here and give our thoughts and reactions and theories uh, based off of what was happening. So, the way that the episode opened up, one, um, didn't mention this last week, every single week they've changed a little bit of what's going on with the... Um, the, the opener. So this is where usually it changes throughout the season. This is literally every single episode because they know it's the last season. So last week they added the um, the the trench to the front of Winterfell. This week when you go into Winterfell on in the opener, it is trashed inside. So that was kind of cool to see that they're they're just constantly doing little updates. Um, but we open up with saying goodbye to the fallen to the the people that died at the Battle of Winterfell, and uh, there's a lot of pyres. I want to know, uh, I thought the scene was beautiful. I thought it was really necessary considering the emotional trauma that everybody went through last week. Uh, yeah. But my big thing was I want to know what Daenerys whispered into Dead Man Jorah's ear when she was uh, saying her goodbyes. Uh, I think that's going to be because Game of Thrones really ever uh, throws anything like that into a uh, very pivotal scene without it having some sort of significance. So I'm hoping that uh, when I find out, it's going to be something uh, something excellent for her character development as a, maybe not for the story as a whole, but for the development of Daenerys' character. I'm really hoping for that. Nice. Um, anybody else's thoughts on, on the, the Pyre scene? I I think she was whispering something about getting revenge 
because that seems to be her whole goal right now is to get revenge for everything. But that's just my thoughts. I, I like that they pinned the direwolf onto Theon. I thought that was sweet. I don't know if he truly deserved it, but I thought it was really sweet. I still believe he absolutely deserved it. Um, yeah. I wish we could have had Nudie Rudy on tonight because he thinks that there is no redeeming Theon and Theon still didn't redeem himself last episode. So if we eventually get him on the cast, we can have him uh, rant yeah. about that. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I will, he did a I will, lot of bad. I will, I will nerd fight him on that. <laughs> <laughs> I, really I think it was pretty awesome that uh, John was the one that basically said, gave the speech and said, you know, the word is at the end or to start that off. Um, and I don't know if you keep looking at Danny. I think that him being up there and giving that speech and showing the dominance and just he projects himself as a leader that I think that puts some fear in a Danny. And I think we can see a little bit more of that later on, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. She knows that she's not liked and she doesn't like that at all well i think yeah. i think go ahead no, i was about to say that alliance lasted all about one day that was awesome mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well i i so a couple things that i wrote with it that you know because i always look at the lighter side of things but you, of course they're gonna light everybody up and burn all the bodies because you just don't want another night king coming about um i mean that's that's my thinking behind it i, I know there's a lot of bodies that you don't want rotting as well but was it just me or did they segregate the pyres? Because it looked oh, like, like Dothraki was only on one and yeah. They definitely did. Um, the, the crazy thing there was the fact that they had Grey Worm lighting the pyre of Dothraki rather than the Unsullied. That that was kind of odd. Yeah, that was kind of weird. Yeah, I just, it like, even in death, when you guys have all fought together, for this battle, we can't put all your bodies on the same. Like you guys have to still be separated for who's. And I was like, that's just that feels a little weird to me. Well, but I, I think it had nothing to do necessarily with uh, separation of powers, uh, even though that is the imagery that they that they put forth with it. But morally, from a, a purely uh, accountability standpoint, they needed to take toll numbers for how many Dothraki did, how many. Uh, Unsullied. How many Northerners? How many of Daenerys's? They had to segregate them in order to properly lay them out and say, "Okay, this is how many we have that are not with us anymore from these different factions." So, well, yeah. Let's also think though. This isn't just. This isn't like the current time. This is back then, and we've seen several times where, uh, where the Unsullied were just getting evil looks and no one wanted to give them the time of day regardless if they were going to save everybody i remember specifically when they were marching through town and people you know he was talking to somebody and all of a sudden parents pull him away because he's you know somebody different so uh, you know you could you could think of it as a as a the ability of keeping track of them i honestly just think it was just it was reflective of the times that you know if you weren't from the north if you weren't from this castle let alone this continent or whatever you want to call it, they did separate it for it because that was how it was during those medieval times, you know? Mm-hmm. It may have been, but I mean, you have to take you have to take into consideration is, yeah, it's medieval times, but there is a little bit more sophistication to it all with everybody, you know, with going on. And like, uh, like uh, Aaron said, you know, I mean, they even make reference to it later on in the episode when they're, like, figuring out who's left and what forces and stuff like that. So from like a military strategical standpoint, it makes sense. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I just still found it a little weird. 
But um, the other thing that... Okay, so when Danny looks at John, did anybody else get the feeling like her look at him was like, you asshole, if not for you, I would have still had my armies and stuff? Like, that was that was the, that was the feel I got. <laughs> no, I get I, It's just the whole idea that she's going to lose the throne. That's all that she's concerned. She's more concerned about the throne than anything else, and she's already seeing that she's losing it just for his actions and I mean, it's like he can't do anything wrong, regardless of what he wants to do after when it's all said and done. He's doing everything right, and she's just kind of like riding the coattails. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, even at the the, the 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 funeral pyres, he became the spokesman instead of the queen. Mm-hmm. So it's just her fears are being realized. I mean, not even just in a from the standpoint that she found out that he's the rightful heir. Uh, just the fact that he's has just as much standing as she does because she is a usurper. She's not even from this continent, technically, and uh, she's she's losing the popularity vote. <laughs> yeah, hardcore, oh, big time. And she's 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 terrified of that. The next scene we get, and uh, God, I am so sorry, but the th- the thought that went through my head is when they went to dinner was I was like, smell of barbecue made everybody hungry except Danny. So, um... yes, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> so... It's like that Daniel Tosh joke. Oh man, my, my neighbor's house is burning. I still want barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like everybody was, was fine with chowing down. Danny was the only one that was sitting there not eating. And I was just like, she must be a vegan or something like that. So. Um, That's because she was potting the entire time. She was, uh-huh. going, she was trying to do, po- you know, trying to do politics right there. Let me give face in front of everybody, and then, oh, how am I going to win this? That's the entire time. I don't know about you, but I know when my mind's working 100 miles an hour, I, I'm not doing nothing. I'm just focused on what's on my mind right now. That's exactly what's going on with her. Well, it did start off though, like everyone was very quiet. Everyone was just trying to eat and very little talking. You know, you just got done with a major war. Uh, even Hound said uh, uh, you could still smell the ashes. You could still smell the body. So no one wasn't really celebratory. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Danny was. She once again, she's more concerned about her throne versus anything else. She wants her throne, and she's seeing it slip away before her eyes, and she can't do anything about it. Well, that was the most interesting thing with Danny from the scene is she is literally finally playing the game in this in this dining area. It's not she's not playing the overpowering one. And at first I thought she was because when she snaps on Gendry, I'm like, is she going to is she really going to just pull what she did with Sam again for for Gendry? And then she offers him lordship um, of uh, Storms, Storms in Storms in. And I was like, okay. Definitely playing the game. Once once I noticed that, I'm like, she's not. This isn't honest. It's just she knows now that she has to be a little bit friendlier because John's really winning these people over. So. Well, that's because Tyrion isn't the only clever one. Back. <laughs> cheap line to cheap line. But I loved the look that Tyrion and Sansa shared. Like the yes. <sighs> That's... They've got, I don't want to say romance, but they've got their own thought connection going. And I like that. That's they definitely do. going to come into play later in, at the end mm-hmm. of the series. Oh, yeah. If there's anything that's going to shake Tyrion's seemingly unwavering faith in Daenerys, it's going to be Sansa. Well, uh, and welcome Rue too into the chat room. He says, buy some loyalties. <laughs> that's exactly what's going I know on. I what you did. Um, oh, yeah. 
Yeah, that's a good comment, though, too, because also remember, after she makes this announcement, everyone starts cheering, everyone's happy. There goes John and his group, and there goes Sansa and her group, and Danny's just sitting in the middle going, hey, no one wants to talk to me. <laughs> well, but, it, but in that in that whole thing, too, it's like, even though it, it, she is, you know, she is the outsider. She's not from the North. Most of those people, other than who she brought with her, are from the North. And even and even so with the wildlings, the free folk from over the wall. So she really does feel out of place there. So you know, like yeah, she like, feels out of place. Sorry, she feels out of place now that she's lost majority of her army. When she had yeah. both dragons, well, she still has both dragons. But when she had that big old army coming in, and she was all high and mighty, that she didn't feel out of place. It was like you just gotta step under my foot. But now that she's lost a lot, she's like hmm. I'm not the one that's. that's oh. She has to start using her brain again. She can't just, you know. Yeah. Um, but did she, I mean, did she really ever really use her brain? She kind of just powered in everywhere and destroyed well, and conquered. There, there were times where she, you know, manipulated people. She put people in the position where she thought, like the first time that she used her carries to get the Unsullied. That was using her brain. She made that guy Fair think enough. that he had all the power and then was just like, here I am. I am the mother of dragons. You cannot control them. I control them. And you just got screwed hard. Well, uh, Rue says the moment she said uh, cheers to Arya Stark, the hero of Winterfell, she was about, she was about playing the game. I think, I think she was thinking about playing the game the second that she gave the family, Angry. the bloodline that killed her family lordship. Like yeah. that was that was trying a Absolutely. little bit, and then she went even bigger with like, "Hey, let's cheer yeah. the the yeah. the hero." Um, well, it showed benevolent. It showed her as I'm not my father. My father never would have done this. Mm-mm. Robert Baratheon never would have done this. But look at me. Look at how much better I am than they are. I have one major question about the lordship, and I want to get your guys' thoughts on this. When she gave Gendry the lordship of of Storm's End. We've talked before that really the most bittersweet ending would be Gendry on the throne. Does this lead to more potential of Gendry actually ending up on the throne now that he's a lord? Well, I mean, technically she gave him that Baratheon name and that Baratheon bloodline. Mm -hmm. Therefore, she has, he has, is actually the, in the line that's going right now, he's got more stake to that throne than Cersei's does. Yeah. So I, that's just that's what I thought when I saw that. I was like, holy crap, they could totally twist it on us and end up putting Gendry on the throne now that he's been given a lordship and he is officially a full Baratheon by by giving that to him. So Yeah, so my joke from two seasons ago that Gendry sits on the throne ain't looking so crazy now. <laughs> hey, when the Vegas odds came out, those were some great odds on Gendry. We talked about that and... Uh, those were the most safe odds to like throw money down on, and now I'm wishing I did <laughs> at this point when that happened. Him as a Baratheon is a safe bet, but at the same time, do we really want to see it? No, we no. don't. We don't. don't. But the, but does Game of Thrones ever really want to show us what we really want to see? Except for last week's episode, not usually. Sometimes. So every Sometimes. once in a while, and when you, when you I, could actually see it. You could see it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't, I didn't have a single issue with last week. I, I didn't either, sure. but I had my oh, lights I mean, off. I mean, it was called the long night for a reason. It's going to be dark. Get over it. The thing about the thing about Baratheons is that 
they don't have the name claim like they did. So once Robert died, I mean, he had the huge following and he had a lot of quote unquote love, uh, even though most of the people just thought he was a drunken damn fool. Uh, but when he died and uh, the Lannisters and the Stark started fighting, it they they the Baratheons became all but forgotten. No one cares about them anymore. I, I mean, yeah, well, well, I think we, you got to look at that because when the Brat after Robert died, the Baratheons that came to lead was Joffrey, and at that point, mm-hmm. that's just going to put a sour taste there. So people are going to want to forget about exactly. that. But at the same time, I don't think I think that it kind of got overshadowed because when Joffrey's in the, on the throne. Even when Tommen's there, you're not thinking Baratheon. You're thinking he's part of the Lannister clan, and that's continuing. Exactly. And not only Joffrey and... and uh, Tommen. How you just said his name? Tommen. Uh, but the other Baratheons, Renly and uh, Stannis, both of them... I mean, Renly died way too fast. So no one, no one really had anything to say about him. But Stannis, Stannis was a dick on a whole nother level to everyone that wasn't part of his army. And that didn't do anything good for the legacy of the Baratheon name either. Malaya, so, Malaya in the chat room brings up a good point of what took them so long to acknowledge Arya for saving all their asses. And and it is kind of funny that, yeah, it's Danny that is the one that, like, hey, let's cheer. And, and I just put writing. It's just writing <laughs> in that I moment. The game dictated that they wait for the opportune time. I don't think it was, I think, I think it should have been, I, I don't think that was the opportune time. I think it should have been sooner than that. There should have been I mean, right after the battle. I mean, right mm-hmm. after finding out should have been like, Holy, yeah. she should have been like, we've seen all the memes Cheers. and all the gifts, them like carrying her on their, on their shoulders. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, apparently they had to situate for a funeral. That's, that's what they did for the night. You know, that's well, and you got to think like Arya is very, I, I don't want praise. I don't want, she I am want to celebrating. It's, yeah. I, you know, she wants to do it in her own, in her own space and at her own time and doesn't really care for it. So she's going to remove herself anywhere or any opportunity for her to be carried off the field, so to speak. Let's get to some of the <laughs> other major things in this, uh, in this dinner, uh, Davos and Tyrion, man, they predicted it immediately. The infighting that was going to come amongst this, yeah, amongst did. this group. Like, yeah, we beat them, but now, we have to deal with each other. And I mean, that was spot yeah. and Davos being like, mm, okay. Yeah. This is not the, the scene that I wanted. <laughs> so, um, and- I have to give it up though for Davos. Cause you said it last week when you were talking about man, like poor Davos, he didn't even get to get his revenge. That was the first thing out of his oh, mouth. He gets the mug of ale. And he's like, what I didn't even, you know, like, yeah, of course I had my reasons. You're, you're, damn right i had my reasons they were good reasons and but then he made a really good point too like he's like we fought this guy's war we fought her god's war we won the war and then he just steps off like what was the point where where did he go why did he leave us now uh, yeah we don't know maybe we'll get an answer to that um bran and uh, the little conversation had there and all i could put for that was captain bran america living in the past so, I <laughs> I think it goes about disassociating himself with the Stark name almost. Like he's still a Stark, but no, he's the Three Eyed Raven. He's he's no, ever he's, since he's become the Three Eyed Raven, he is not a Stark at all. That's yeah. that's his thought process. So. And, and, he, and he's even said that he's like, I don't want it. I'm not a Stark. I'm the Three Eyed Raven. 
And thank goodness everything was in close contact because we didn't get to stare. He could actually see everybody, which was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> At least we got a, a realization for why uh, he's got such a well-built... Uh, um, stare down. No, not stare down. Uh, wheelchair. wheelchair in this time. We, oh, we talked yes, about yes. that, yeah, right. in, in the building. Um, but let's get to the really fun part of this whole conversation. Uh, Tyrion is the ultimate wingman. In all honesty, with that drinking game, <laughs> like, I'll hey, that. I see, I see the way yeah. that uh, that she that you guys are looking at each other. I'm gonna get a drinking game going. And I'm gonna get Brienne drunk for you. So, <laughs> that's, um, what'd you guys think about the drinking game? It was absolutely fantastic. Uh, a bit of foreshadowing. Are we are we gonna do a little bit of that drinking game on the last cast? <laughs> yeah, who knows. Is that going to be a tw- that's going to end up being a twenty four hour cast? Because that's what's going to happen. Yes. Um, Who deliver was, falls out first? What was you guys? What was oh, sorry, your, David, what was your guys's favorite question or reaction? I know my favorite reaction of the drinking game. I, I thought it was I thought it was cool. I, I thought it reminded me of the days of. You know, you 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 play foot. You play some type of sport. Me playing football and stuff. You have a major win. You go hang out with the team, and then you start. You know, when you when you're in college and more, you start having your little uh, drinking games afterwards. Your little celebratory. So yeah, I thought it was a. Uh, I thought it was like pretty. It was pretty cool. I, they were trying. It was like a nice little bonding session. You know, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. I think the the best. It was just every time that Tyrion was asking questions, he looked at Brienne, and it just, he just got like a little like a little smirk on his face like yeah i'm gonna get you drunk again i'm here you're drinking another one here he goes i hope you're ready and then she kind of like looks like jamie and he's like i got you this time you're good um even though though like he wasn't like directly in the drinking game uh the best part of that whole thing was uh was project's reactions everything he's just sitting there like smirking and laughing around Uh Well, I love it was like it was like being in an actual like bar where you have a wingman and trying to pick up somebody. They were Tyrion and Jamie were focused on Brienne. Like Podrick was there, but he's like he's not part of this game. Like this is we're we're winning on on this side. It was just it was it it reminded me of so many things that I've seen growing up and stuff. But my favorite reaction was Podrick because the virgin question the Podrick's almost spit take. We're like uh, uh, drinking it really quick. Like, like, Oh shit. Stuff's going to go down all of a sudden because now, (laughs) (laughs) which led to the biggest heartbreaking moment. But let's not go there quite yet. Wait, wait, let's not skip the fact that Podrick has gone from a squire, uh, nobody to a ladies man pull, you know, taking two ladies home that night. Did you hear him sing? I mean, hello, <laughs> guys. Guys, gonna serenade you in the bedroom. Yeah, so we got the torment thing, the heartbreaking scene because Torment's so happy. He's joking. He's messing around with everybody. Brienne gets up to walk away, and Jamie does the like, like stand up and like, nope, nope, this is mine. You know, <laughs> and mm-hmm. Torment, the look on his face when he just he finally comes to realization that he's got no chance with Brienne. And it, it wasn't <laughs> he realized he got no chance. It was the moment when he watched her walk away and then sees Jamie follow her and he just stands there, eyes just wide, like, just like, you, I mean, I don't know. If you haven't been in that moment, then I guess you just haven't been rejected, apparently. But 
it's just like, damn, dude, like my boy just took that girl home and here I've been at the bar buying her drinks all night. And and, you know, damn. I I do want to say, though, on Torment's part, uh, we did get a whole new, like, just long list of memes from him tonight, just like we did two episodes ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it did lead to one of the best lines of the entire episode. Yes. Moment. And that was? Well, I'm not afraid of wildlings. Maybe you should yeah. be. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's I, I thought it was funny how quick Tormund, like, like just like, oh, well, we'll just, we'll just yeah. go with the easy one. Like he settled really quick without a problem, and Hound was like, "I'm not having any of this." Hound does not want to do anything, and it was an interesting interaction between the Hound and Sansa with uh... the whole thing. Though every time that something was being said or everyone was celebrating, they always pan back to the Hound, and he's like scoffing or just like, "Ugh, whatever." It's like he's just negative the entire. I mean, that's obviously it's the Hound, but it was like. All right, you're going to tell us what the hell's really wrong right now, or we're going to have to wait? Well, I think that the whole thing that's been wrong with the Hound the entire time is that he's been fighting everyone else's war for the entire series. I mean, ever since day one, he was fighting for the Lannisters, or he was fighting for... But the war that he wants to fight is against his brother. Mm -hmm. And that's what he's going to go do right now. And that's the first time that you saw him satisfied, was when he was, at the end, riding back with, with Arya. And now he's finally on his own. He's like, okay, I'm finally free to go pursue the the, the yeah. one battle that I've literally been waiting my whole life for. Unfortunately, yeah. war's got fire, and he does not like it too much. True. <laughs> Malaya in the chat room says negative Nancy, which is very true. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's really is negative Kaglain. Um But then the next thing we get is Gendry's going looking for a good time because he's hunting down Samaria. <laughs> And uh, he he was definitely on a mission. He gets clingy super quick. Like, um, that must have been a really good night. <laughs> I was about to say the same thing. <laughs> he clearly doesn't know her as well as he thinks he does. If he thinks that she's going to jump at that offer, oh, honestly. I- Chrysalin has an even better response instead of negative Nancy about the hound uh, is negative that. twat. <laughs> That's the perfect. Wow. <laughs> For the hound. <laughs> okay. So, um, Arya shoots him down really, really quick. And what I wrote, and I tweeted this out and straight up, Arya gave Gendry the, it's not you, it's me of the medieval times. Right. I <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, is there because literally it was you? You'll make a great lord, and and a lady would be so honored to have you. But unfortunately, I'm not a lady. It really was the "It's not you, it's me" in in yeah. olden times. So. Thank goodness you didn't say, "Can't we just be friends?" <laughs> <laughs> but but with that, you know that it, it's a it's like it's like when you say it's like he doesn't know Arya. Like he thought he did, and and we've known from like the the beginning of the show that Arya's always been that tomboy esque. Hey, I want to fight. I want to do what the boys are doing, kind of thing. And then over the seasons, we see that come to fruition. You know, that's who she is, and she doesn't want any part of that. She just wants to kill, kill, and uh, kill again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Maybe a little sex here and there, but mostly the killing. Well, uh, I mean... It was one time. There was a lot of memes about like how, how great Gendry must have been to, to give her the power that she got, but clearly it wasn't great enough because she's just like, eh, it's done. I, I, I got it out of my system. We're alive. I've already got I'm this North Needle. Well, it, 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 <laughs> Oh, uh, there we go. Well, was one of those, like, I'm going to try and see what this is all about. And then she got what she got. And then she's like, oh, yeah, it's not worth giving up killing. I'm just going to go back to doing what I do best. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so we get, we get a ship that we've been waiting to find out what was, which one was going to happen. And it finally happens. We get Brienne and Jamie in her quarters. And... Uh, once again, going through my head is dropping just let's get it on when, uh, I mean, <laughs> oh, cheesy. It was slightly awkward, to be honest with you. I mean, it's, it's, you got the seasoned grizzled veteran and Jamie, and then you have the first timer, and uh, that kiss initially was a little off, you know, it was like, uh, it was disturbing. I think they were almost fighting. Well, is it because he's one handed? I mean, like, no, I think it's because she's awkward and she's out of place in this scenario. She doesn't know. She doesn't know these steps like in a battle, you know, so she's going to look awkward and, and not really know. know where to go. That Jamie ruined Brienne. <laughs> <laughs> he broke Brienne. <laughs> oh, I don't even care. You go, oh. big girl. So, so for a brief second, when they did the whole shirt thing, the thing, the scene that went through my mind was that scene out of a naked gun where he just pulls half it oh off God. and it just goes right there. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I wanted it to be like when she, he's taking the shirt and she's like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "I'm taking your shirt off." I wanted to be like, "You only have one hand. Let me help." <laughs> but I mean, I, the way I got from Jamie was like virgin hunter. Like the second he heard he was a virgin, he's like, "Oh, oh, oh, oh okay," you know, <laughs> that's. That's he perked up really quick. So. And they don't have that reality show yet, do they? I hope not. No, no. Well, I felt like uh, Jamie wasn't really knowing what was going on until Tyrion, you know, threw that question out there, mm -hmm. and then it was like light bulb, like, oh, oh yeah, that's what you're doing, little bro. Okay, now we're on the same page here. <laughs> Keep going. Softball. Um. <laughs> to to the point where when he shows up in room, he's like, you never answer the question. You need to drink more, like. Bro. <laughs> yeah. What Malaya says is there was no passion. That's why it was weird. And yeah, that it, they're really like, it seemed like Jamie was trying to be in passion with the kiss, but then she was thrown off by it. And it just, yeah, it, yeah. Well, I, I think it has a lot to do with what we found out later on in the episode where his, uh, where his hangups still are. Yep. He's not through. What he needs to be through in order to 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 free himself up for any other woman in his life, likes keeping it in the family. Well, and that's where you see a big difference between like the, the funniest thing is within two two within three episodes, you have two people losing their virginity of of Arya versus Brienne, and the the total differentials between the two comparisons. You have the virgin that was like, "I'm gonna get this, and I we're gonna, we may die. I'm doing it." And then you have the other virgin that was like, "I've never been with anybody before, and I don't know." And it, it's just funny, the, the, the two completely different opposites. And, and I thought both felt weird, just because, once again, it felt like your little sister for, with Arya. Um, so, yeah. Oh, my God. So, yeah. 
Um, and then last scene dealing with this whole dinner situation, you got Danny and John and Danny professes her love to John and then straight up, like once again, what she's done the last couple episodes, it's me versus your family. Either keep the secrets from your family or, you know, or you lose me. It's, it's, we can't do this. I, I, I can't do it. If other people know that you are the rightful heir, because she's clearly knows that he's the rightful heir now. Well, I mean, but then first of all, it starts off with the fact that they start, you know, making out and then John stops because they're relatives now and he doesn't have that Jamie Lannister effect to her. So that that's that started it all off. That 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 started it all off. Right. When 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 he stopped doing that, that's where she started going aggro. And all right, well, you know what? Then this is how it's going to be. I think she went in there knowing she was still playing the game and was going to give him the ultimatum. Like, this is what's going to happen, and this is my last opportunity to try to get dominance over him. Hmm. I didn't take that that aspect of it, but I could see it. Well, yeah, because that's, that's what she's trying to do. She's, how, she's always had that power over him, and once he found out that he was a Targaryen, she lost that because he wasn't... He, I mean, he still loves her, but he can't be that romantic partner anymore. And that's one of the huge weights that she held over him. And now she doesn't have it. And that's another one of the reasons, other than the fact that she's in the North and she's on her own for, for the most part, uh, that she's freaking out right now. Well, not only that, but she lost it based pretty much because she's giving it up. John is willing to still give her the, let her be whatever dominating force and powerful force above her. But he's like, She's not letting him do it his way, even though she's giving he's giving her what she wants, but because it's not exactly how she wants it, it's not working for her. No, it, it's not that it's not working for her. It's that she knows that even if he doesn't want it, people are going to force him into the role. They're mm-hmm. gonna try to do it. They're already showing that they're gonna try and do it. Well, it's not so, so much she forcing knows him. Even, yeah. Yeah, it's not so she much forcing that- him, it's just that they know that. Once people, and it's brought up later by Varys and and, and uh, that once people know, they're just not gonna follow her. They're gonna follow no. him e- just because they're already following him, and they think he's just the bastard in the north. It's because he's well, a good it, leader. For that moment, it leads up to her coming to the room. Started because Tormund giving his speech and spiel around John and talking about him being basically a mad fighter, mad warrior, just you know the optim you know badass who doesn't matter what he's going to do he's going to follow him into the battle or wherever he's yeah. going yeah what oh, was you're, talking about the, you're talking about when he's bragging about him riding the dragon riding the dragon. Ride yep. the dragon he did this he did that and yeah. like you see Daenerys sitting there and she's like so did i i did that too yeah I no, one, sword. no one's saying that about her though because she's always mm-hmm. been the one that's riding the dragon but the line that freaking really drove the dagger home was who rides on the back of a dragon either a madman or a king and everyone was like (gasps) well and both of those hit her because king and then her dad you know Mm -hmm. his nickname was had mad in it and so just all just brings it full circle like i have no place in this throne and and unfortunately and unfortunately they did mention this a little bit later with Tyrion and uh um gosh i think it was named the units uh name uh that you know she's lacking the uh, the male the male part of everything. He they they said straight out is that oh, yeah. no one follows the lady. Well, then that's the way this world is. Yeah, 
Um, and that's just the way oh, medieval times and, were and, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get in, we'll get into that. But uh, a couple cho- uh, Ruru Two says John is a good commander. I'm not sure he's a good king. Uh, Super said he would be a best the best king because he doesn't want it. Malaya totally agrees. Um, and uh, James James says Varus. So I don't know if he's saying Varus should be the I, the king. I think that's I think he's answering Varus to uh, Masonic Vader, not knowing the name. Oh, Thank you. oh, okay. Yeah. He, sorry, sorry, James. Uh, Masonic Vader just uh, binged Game of Thrones for the first time like three weeks ago, and so he's still learning everybody's names. So. <laughs> um, Horrible names, but I know the I know the characters. You know the characters when you see them. Yeah, yeah. And it's dog, not hound, or it's hound, not dog. So that's I said hound this you week. Him dog. He was calling him dog for the first two episodes, and then <laughs> he's saying hound now. It's it's fine. We just like giving everybody a little bit of uh, a little bit of uh, a hard time. Um, just okay. So easy. Once again, weird things that go through my head. Um, unfortunately, when I was seeing this scene, I was seeing everybody break off to their different rooms, and everybody's Podrick's gonna go hook up and Tormund's gonna go hook up. I was like, oh my god, this scene is just setting up for a parody adult film of Game of Thrones. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's gonna be some... Oh, your mind went there? Oh, there's gonna be something comes out that's like the night after Winterfell or something like that that comes out all of a sudden, so... Animal it's, it's, already, it's already in production. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we get on to the next day... <laughs> Where they're talking about the plan going forward and just the amount of tension that is in that stinking room after what's gone on with Danny and John. And uh, the the best way I could put it is, is between... I mean, do you guys want to talk about the scene? I was going to go straight into him talking with the Starks, with the rest of the family. I think it's just that whole scene was just very odd, awkward, and like aggressive. Just the way everyone kept moving their their pawns and everything, and it was like, okay, whatever. Well, they moved them. The the way that I thought was important that they moved them is what they took away. They took away half of their forces, pulled everything off of that uh, that that field battle, and now they're. I mean, that's another thing that's driving stuff into friggin' Daenerys's mind is that she's seeing the, the forces that she had, and most of which weren't even hers to begin with are so decimated and so and now she's quote unquote on equal playing field with the uh, the golden company and what cersei has but she knows that they're not her army anymore well uh, the biggest part of that scene is sansa st- standing up going like hey we just fought this massive war and we need to recoup they need to take some time we can't just throw these people into the fire again and Danny's just like, well, I did it for you, and I've lost my army for the most part. You guys, you know, it just the the you you went with angst against those two of Sansa and Danny. Then you went, okay, we're gonna try and be sisters, and now you're back to angst again. It's just it's it's. I don't even think that they made it past that point because if you look at the, I mean, they have that oh. screenshot of, of Daenerys's face when she's talking to to Sansa. That just you really really think that this is what we're going to do? No, it, they they were never sisters. They were, I mean, the, no, the, it was the trying, it was the trying by Danny. Like, even that moment when they're trying, it, it briefly, it quickly ends too. Yeah. Briefly, it was you know, over. It interrupted, but it's like, oh, this could have went no. worse. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, they 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 made the attempt, and they 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 like dipped their toe in the water, and both of them were like, "No, screw this. We're done." <laughs> they, so, they tried a little harder than Cersei and Marjorie did. <laughs> barely. Fair enough. Fair barely. Enough. I mean, there was no, if you call me sister, I'm going to stab you in the throat line. So I figured they at least made a better effort. <laughs> so John, uh, he's not taking sides. He's, he's, the way I put it is, is I was trying to figure out a good phrasing for it. I couldn't figure it out. So if you guys have a good one in the chat room, drop it. But I was taking rock in a hard place. I was like, John is stuck between a Stark and a Queen's Rage. Or I, I'm trying to figure out what the, what the proper play on he's, words would be between it so he's stuck that between guy a like, wolf and a dragon stuck between yeah. ice and dragon uh, well i was trying to dragon. i was trying to somewhat rhyme with the with the words that happened before so that's why i went with rock stark kind of you know yeah but I, yeah because those don't rhyme <laughs> <laughs> no he doesn't want to deal with cat fights he doesn't that's what malaya says he doesn't want to deal with cat yeah. fights i don't blame him um yeah we haven't had he any big cats in this in this show. Oh, sorry. No, I was just gonna say we haven't no. had any big cats, so it's gonna be a triple threat uh, match between Sansa, Cersei, and uh, Danny at one point. Oh somehow. God, yeah, oh, no they, kidding. They've been sitting there for a while. I mean, they set that up in the 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 closing uh, scene of uh, the last season when they showed all three of them uh, in their new their new attire, their queen's attire, basically. Uh, you had Sansa in in the black. You you saw the the progression that she's made and how she looks regal now. And they even brought back to that when she's talking with the hounds. She said, "If if it weren't for uh, what she's been through, she would have been that little bird forever." And now she's not. And that was, that was great. I yeah. loved that scene. And you 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 can see the the character progression now. You see this this triumvirate of uh, the rebel queen and the uh, queen that's on the throne and the queen in winterfell so it's a really good thing and thank you for southern fish uh he gives that john is stuck between a stark and an ant case spelled like aunt (laughs) yeah so (laughs) Uh, you know this is going to be a really weird comparison but this almost reminds me of watching the big bang theory and howard when he's married to bernadette and he's got his mother harping at him in the background. So his mom wants him to do one thing and Bernadette wants him to do another. And Howard's in the middle going like, oh, yeah, mom, I'm going to do it this way for you. Oh, yeah, honey, I'm going to do it this way for you. But guess what, guys? I'm on a space station. You can't yell at me. <laughs> I played you both. That's kind of what it felt like. So can we get Sons in the background being like, John? <laughs> you want Fruit Loops? Oh, oh sorry. Um, yeah, so we get to John and the Starks because I, I love how Arya like just blocks John off as like we've got words, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she takes no. They go out to the tree and they start. They make it even worse for John, and it's and I love that John looks at Bran because Bran knows about the the bloodline. And Bran's response is just like, it's up to you. But the other thing, too, it's just like, it's we, we know how Sansa feels. Arya obviously, you know, siding with her sister. But at the same time, that scene out there, um, it was just like, uh, he's like, I respect what you're doing, John, Because she understands what he's trying to do. Because, yeah, you know, she may have not, you know, necessarily 
been directly involved, but she sees things with the different eyes because she is no one. But um, <laughs> it, it's yeah, it's it's the fact that um, she understands what he's doing it and why he's doing it, and it's just one of those um things where okay, I can see it, but then you know, leading up to what he's about to tell him, I think that's makes a lot of more sense for both of them, and we'll see it play out later on. Um. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, Chrislin says I was pissed we couldn't see Bran tell the sisters. I wanted to see the reaction. Yeah, we didn't get to see the reaction. That was that. What do you think about that choice? I mean, isn't that something that you you'd want to see on screen? I didn't even think about that. Yes. I didn't need it. I, no, I, I didn't need it at all. Uh, yeah, because I, I don't know. I I go with AA Ron too, just because I think. That would be that. That that'd be that scene where all of a sudden they play that stupid soap opera music, and you're watching each other's face, and they're like, "Oh my god!" You know, it's better just to leave it alone. I mean, we we already got the we already got the thing. That, uh, you guys can't swear on it. Five minutes later, you know, they're already telling everybody. Well, Sansa, yeah, so. but but also too, like even though we didn't, yeah, even though we didn't initially see the reaction, we see it later on with Sansa's face, just that blank stare. Well, that the yeah, but she's doing her reaction to it. Her reaction immediately is to go to Tyrion and be like, Look, you think that you're stuck between this place and this place, and you have no options. I'm gonna give you an option and I'm gonna give it to you right now. We don't know Arya's reaction yet. I think that's gonna come next week. But but Sansa's trying to give Tyrion an out. You think that this queen is the only one that you have going for you, but you've got this option. So, what if there was someone better? That's those were her words, and I was like, "Well, <laughs> we know who's playing the game." But I don't think we're gonna get that. I don't think we're gonna get a reaction like that from I, Arya. I don't. I don't think, I, Arya, I don't think cares. She's she's no, got I, her own focus. She, of she stuff. has. She is a. She's turned into a woman of very very singular focus, and you you saw that at the end. She completely blew off everything else at Winterfell and was like. I'm going with uh, this guy that I on a time wanted to kill. And uh, maybe I still will. We'll find out tomorrow. Yeah. Well, a couple, <laughs> couple of the... She's almost, she's almost like the, uh, Taken. She's got a particular set of skills. Right? Oh, absolutely. But a couple of... The, is Winterfell's Liam Neeson. In talking about the reaction, uh, Malaya, Arya is more logical than emotional compared to her sister. Absolutely. James says it was weak sauce to make Bran tell them. I agree with that. Like that was that was kind of pussy. Like that that. I don't know some balls, John, on that one. I think it was kind of smart on his point because coming from Bran, it had more weight. It's not just him saying this is what I've heard. No, it's Mm -hmm. coming from the source, and that leans that puts more weight to it. It leans more credit to the uh, the the relevance and the facts of the, the matter. So and, and, um, and, I thought that was kind of smart. It was a calculated pussification on his part. So. Yeah, and to kind of and to kind of go off on that too, it's you, we kind of see you know Sansa's relationship with John. It's not the best. It's rocky. You know, there are things that he does, things that he doesn't. Even before he left uh, that last season to go meet with uh, Danny, you can kind of see him. Well, I did this. Oh, I'm this, you know, it's like that. So the fact that it's coming from Bran, who's her actual brother, not, you know, the bastard brother, um, like you said, it holds more weight. But I mean, but then again, you know, going to what um what Malia said in the chat, it's 
Arya doesn't see that. She's like, you're my brother. Mm-hmm. And to, to her, regardless of who Jones is, he's still her brother. Yeah. yeah I can lie. This is getting close to being Jerry Springer-ish, man. I think next week that's going to be the episode, dude. Springer comes out. You are not the father. <laughs> <laughs> oh well you know that's coming you know that's coming uh we'll get to that uh we see braun braun arrives and uh pretty much that's the reaction that i was expecting out of him it's he didn't come he doesn't kill that he plays the game with like what can you guys offer me because this is what cersei's offering me and Tyrion's like we'll give you high garden and it's like so awesome. I love that play out because I just I don't want to see Braun kill them. I I think it goes Wait. so far against his character with them because he's got that connection. He's the, it's the only people he's had that connection with. Answer um, me this: um, when she sent him out there, were Cersei and Braun in the same room together? Uh, I don't. No, yeah, it was, was it yeah. was the it was the hand Wait, that, that oh, told it was the hand. Yeah, okay, the hand yeah. I couldn't remember because I remember in their contract that actor and and cersei made it into their contract that they can't be in scenes together so i was like did they film it separately did they you know what did they do but you're right it was the hand so wait what i meant why can't they be in the same scene What's oh they had a very bitter breakup yeah they had a very bad relationship breakup (laughs) they can't they don't don't act together they don't work together at all and then 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 mailman came after braun (laughs) <laughs> real life too. His mailman would not give him his mail because he hated the actor in real life. So. Uh-huh. Wow, this is I totally missed this. This is what happens when you binge kids. When you yeah. binge seven seasons, you miss all the fun stuff on the yeah. side. Uh-huh. But uh yeah, Braun delivered my favorite line of this entire episode uh to to Tyrion and to uh to to Jamie. Uh he said, My fighting days are done but I've still got a few killing days left. You hear me? And that was the greatest threat <laughs> ever. He's like, I'm not fighting your war anymore. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be in the battles. I'm not going to be your general. I'm not going to be anything. But if you come after me and you screw me over, I still have a couple days left to kill both of you. <laughs> I, I liked his parting shot. Just be like, all right, guys, I'm not going to kill you today, but don't die till next week. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Or don't die or whatever it was he said. Don't, don't die until you give me high guard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, so I'm, I'm just wondering, because of that line, I'm just like, how cool would it have been, or be, like, if you get Arya and Braun and Blackwater together just going out killing people just because it's fun to do? Oh, man. <laughs> that would be cool, but that's not what Arya is. Arya kills for a purpose. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no, I, it's, yeah. it's like It's like, that would be like teaming up John Wick and freaking Liam Neeson from Taken. That wouldn't be fair yeah. to anyone, ever. Well, speaking of teaming up and Arya, we get on the road again playing from uh, Willie Nelson as Arya and the Hound um, are on the road again. They're they're heading to King's Landing, and the Hound has something he's got to do, which we know means Clegane Bowl is coming, because it has to. And he says he's not planning on returning. Arya says, I'm not planning on returning either because Cersei, a number one on her list needs to go and, and, uh, kill Cersei, make sure she dies. So, um, they are on their way to King's landing and there's going to be some fun, interesting things happening with that. I'm sure. And I love that the hound brings up if, uh, if I get injured, you're going to leave me to die again. And her response is probably. <laughs> so, <laughs> yep. what, what was even funnier was he started smiling after she said, probably too. 
if you notice it. It's like as it was like quick cutaway, you can kind of see that smirk a little bit. Okay, yeah. I'm just throwing this out there for future. Kind of like how they had Better Call Saul. There's going to be a hound in the Aryan sideshow. Yeah, I would much rather watch that than uh, uh, Vision Witch or whatever it's called. <laughs> WandaVision. Uh, the the uh, the entire time that once he looks up and, and he sees her, and I, all I'm thinking is, I, all I picture was like Shrek when Donkey Kong comes up and two friends on a wild adventure. <laughs> I'm like, oh, hell yeah, we are. My went to and maybe Aaron will remember this, but do you remember when when our dad took us to go watch the Goofy movie and they had that song on the open road? Oh yeah, are going to be like the best of friends on the open road. That's what I thought of. Go ahead, my freak. I was going to say I had I had Robin Big. Let me tell you about my best oh, my friend. <laughs> we appreciate you guys being with us. We're going to be going a little long today, especially with the uh, technical glitch we had. So thank you so much for joining us in the chat room so far. Chris Lynn, Malaya, James, um, anybody else that's that's watching, if you guys want to join in on the conversation, make sure to drop some comments as well. And uh, as always, if you guys want to check us out for any of our other casts, we do stream Wednesday nights and Friday nights. Uh, Smack Talk on Wednesdays for wrestling and Friday nights, all things nerd, dealing with just all things nerd talking about nerd headlines having some fun with it um and then you can always check those those shows out later on youtube stitcher itunes and whatnot so um that's about the halfway mark of this episode so let's continue getting through it as fast as we can on some stuff i'm gonna skip over we found that we both dragons are still alive at this point uh regal is uh is a little a little worse for wear but he can still fly um and then we get Tyrion and Sansa, and we, great moment, but man, Sansa cannot keep her mouth shut at all. Like, she swore an oath to John on family, and uh, lets him, know, lets Tyrion know what if there was someone better, because she just really doesn't like Danny. I, mm -hmm. uh, Next week's episode. You know what? She has to I know This scene i think shows from that scene you were talking about earlier where she says i'm no longer that little bird old sansa never would have recognized how bad danny is behaving sansa would have eaten it up hook line and sinker but now she's like no this person is on a bad path she's deranged she's not the best option i'm gonna give you the best option right here and the old sansa never would have done that well here's the funny thing and and based off of what james just brought up in the in the chat room sansa intentionally let Tyrion know because she knows he'll blab to Varys and so on um yeah thinking about mm -hmm. it again sansa learned to play the game from the best of people the people that knew how to mess with people the most Littlefinger and cersei cersei the queen of how do you play game of thrones um so here's Sansa who knows how to play the game and is working everything the way that it should. And here's Danny who's never played the game because she's always been super powerful, but now trying to learn how to play the game and two different approaches like Danny trying to get people to like her by being that not what her father was versus Sansa's just being manipulative and, and, and letting out what needs to be known without yeah, it's it's interesting. Two completely different ways to play the game. Yeah, you see, Sansa is a little brat who needs to be taught a lesson. <laughs> what she's been doing the whole damn series. It's annoying. If anyone else is going to get it with besides Cersei, it's got to be Sansa. It's just it's a 
Preach on, brother. Hallelujah. I agree. I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you at all, but she did learn from the best people on how to do this, how to manipulate, how to play she this did, game. She did, but she's she's been manipulating the whole time. Like, she's talking oh. about how Danny's manipulating John. She you know, said his last season, said it this season, and the entire time she's doing the same thing, trying to manipulate John also. She's just doing it as a little sister, think it's going to get blown over compared to the way that Danny's doing it in front of everyone. And it's just... She's trying to bring vision to what else everyone else is doing while she's doing the exact same thing. I believe it's a word we call that. Uh, oh, that's right, hypocrite. <laughs> it just depends on where your allegiances lie. Because honestly, my allegiances have always been with the Starks, not not Daenerys. I like her story arc, but uh, as far as I'm concerned, the power in the the power in at least in the north should definitely go mm-hmm. to. Yeah, that, that, that's true, but understand something: the Starks, you know, are are more more normal, more, no, more noble, more straight up, more traditional, and, uh, and 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 she's she's starting to be a Cersei. I know she's that oh, yeah. the entire time. I appreciate it, and I like it because I don't want to see the rest of the Stark line die because. She tried to be noble like her father was and look at where it got her father. That's the problem. And that's why she's doing what she's doing. She learned that the nobility is good and is honorable to a point. But eventually it's going to end up with you getting your head separated from your shoulders. And she doesn't want that. It happened to all of them. It happened to Ned, Rob. And she doesn't want to end up like I mean, Rob unintentionally got his mother slaughtered, you know? Yep. We get our second big goodbye of this episode, saying goodbye to those that died, and now saying goodbye to the Free Folk, and Sam, and, and Gilly, and um, John's going off on his march, and... Ghost. 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 Yeah, that, oh my god, that one was <laughs> like, that was like a Lassie go home moment, where it was just yeah. like, I, I don't want you! Go away! I was, I was very <laughs> upset with John for not saying goodbye to Ghost properly. Mm-hmm. Right? So seriously, like, you're not gonna go. Like, oh, come on! Dude. Your dog. Especially your dog after you see how ear. beat up Ghost got in that fight. I mean, yeah, Ghost is a trooper, up, dude. Missing an ear, freak. Oh, poor dog. Busted <laughs> nose, limping leg. It's like a gash missing from his hind leg. I'm like, dude, you gotta go at least like pet his head or something. Say, mm-hmm. good job, boy. Good job. That, that'll do, pig. That'll do. Right? <laughs> seriously. Um, and then we get into, um, so, so are we, are we done seeing Tormund then? No. Cause, cause they, 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 they pe- no, they, they like, foreshadow cause, cause John was like, so this is goodbye. And Tormund's like, well, we'll see. I think yeah, that was a foreshadow yeah, of like, they're going to need the free folk to help in this battle. And I think when John does take over the mantle of, being the commander and actually take over the full mantle, I think that the free folk will come and help him when it's him in charge. And that that's what it's going to take. I just don't think they'll follow Danny. Before we totally jump forward, I just have to say, I'm very impressed with the ability that these people have the ability of telling when they're pregnant. I, it, it, I have noticed that since minute one. Every time someone's pregnant, it's like two. They they have one day of sex, and two weeks later they're pregnant, and they can tell that they're pregnant. Like, oh, I'm kidding. Well, 
Well, no, not Gilly. I, you because know what? The last episode. Like six months. Exactly. The last episode, I was like, is Gilly pregnant? Because I think they were even making her look pregnant. Because I, when she was walking around, I was already like, is, Gil- is Gilly pregnant? And, and then they announced it that, yeah, she's she's pregnant. So she's it's probably been a few months. And there's still there's still a monthly cycle, and if all of a sudden that cycle isn't happening anymore, yeah, there's something. You know. <laughs> hey, high stress, dude. They're in a high stress area. I know that affects it sometimes. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then we get on the seas, and this is the so Tyrion and Varys talking. Tyrion's now <laughs> letting Varys know about the about John, and Varys makes the point of that like. Well, once one person knows, then it spreads and it that's just, you know, it's it's going to end up spreading everywhere. And then once it's known, then it's the fight between them. And they're talking about, like, maybe we should get them married and stuff. And my big what what went through my head, the entire debate and conversation between Tyrion and Varys, it is the Internet. That is the fandoms of Daenerys <laughs> and the fandoms of Jon making their statements of why one should be the king. This was the Internet. I really honestly believe that they got that conversation just from reading Reddit. So, um, yeah, because it's, it's the same thing that we've heard, the same arguments that you hear time and time again, looking through all the shit posts. <laughs> <laughs> there was, there was a comment cause I didn't bring up that, uh, um, cause that comes up a little bit later, but, uh, they said that, that Tormund might try and come back for, for, uh, for seconds with Brienne now that Jamie's leaving. So, <laughs> sloppy seconds, not seconds, because he hasn't had his first serving yet. So, I was trying to be seconds. a little nicer on the audio. Yeah, so. <laughs> uh, I apologize. Not everybody's reading it right, right now. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah. So while the ships are going, well, one, did you guys have any thoughts about about Tyrion and and Varys's conversation? About I thought it was about time. Varys has felt like. A forgotten character almost and and this is something now i know he's not here tonight but the big papa matt and i were talking about this off cast he's been very disappointed with these current set of writers and how they're utilizing Varys. they're not utilizing him the way that he needs to be utilized he is a ma- i mean he and little finger at manipulation were neck and neck which i think personally Varys taking the lead and then you had him last week in the crypts and he's just sitting there doing nothing. That that was a point I forgot to bring up last week, which was just so stupid. He does know how to fight. He may not be the master fighter, but he does know how to fight. He's not like this useless lump that just sits there. And so bringing him back this week and going, no, I'm going to do what's best for the realm. I know what my goal is and I know what I need to do are you going to do the same thing? And he calls Tyrion out. He's like, you're, you're hoping for this thing and you're hoping that this vision is going to come true. But like, dude, open your eyes. It's not going to come true. And we have to do what we have to do to protect all of these innocent people. Step yourself up. Yeah. Well, and it goes back to, you know, Barris being one of, I'm going to do what I need to do to survive. And that's kind of what's going down. But it's also, and like you said, it's gone so far from where he's been. Like he is the master of whispers mm-hmm. and he hasn't been that in about three seasons. And it's, it's about time. So, and obviously it's going to come down to the, he's going to have a major part as to what happens in the ending of the series, but it's about time. We start seeing that turn for what he's going to be doing. So I'm going to throw out this question. Please don't. Well, shut I'm up. Sorry, I'm, just, I'm joking, buddy. <laughs> I, I really don't care what you think. This is Wednesday nights. You're not the only smart one. Um, 
my question is this, um, because we know where Tyrion's allegiance lies, and you know, now we've seen Varys, you know, starting to do and like making his points on what should be done. You think, I mean, you know, Tyrion's obviously, you know, he said he's thought about it, but do you think he's trying to push it more so because of what happened with Braun of Blackwater? Do you think who's trying to push what? Do you think uh, Tyrion, Tyrion's pushing more for Danny because if he doesn't happen, Braun's going to kill him because he can't give him high guard, essentially. I, I think Tyrion is a man Does, of honor. He's probably the only honorable one in his family. And he's devoted himself and he's made his he's he's made his allegiance. So I think he's clinging to that because he wants to be honorable about it. The only thing that I can see is that they haven't utilized Varys. And I think there's a very good reason for that because most of the time when you see Varys's uh, when when he shares his secrets with people, a lot of times they get they, it, it just it, it all goes to hell. So I think that they're using that silence as a means for setting him up for something big in the next two episodes. And the Red Woman has already said that he's going to die in Westeros, and he knows that because he bought, he bought into it. He saw her die at the Battle of Winterfell, and so that prediction came true, and so he has a feeling that he's going to die soon. And he's using all of his uh, little birds, all of his uh, spider web to, uh, to set up something for, uh, for, a, for a huge freaking shocker in the next couple weeks. James, James, says, Tyr- James says Tyrion has become Varys' birdie without realizing it. Oh, yeah, I kind of... Uh, but but question because I don't remember the not last season I remember last season pretty well but did they ever establish when Varys fled King's Landing? Did he say what happened to his network of spies that he had set up? Were they no. still reporting to him? That's it. He never said whether so his he never, there. Said, like network was he, ne- he never spoke of it. That's the thing. He he didn't he he stopped talking about what his plans were until mm-hmm. tonight. He never said what he wanted to do. He's never said what his goals are. He's never said whether or not he had things in the work. He's never spoken about hearing any whispers at all. And now he's starting to get back into it. And I'm hoping that that this whole time he's been hearing all of this stuff and he's been setting the dominoes up in this. And one of these two weeks, he's just going to go flick and all those dominoes are going to come tumbling down. I've got the tagline then. It's no longer winter is coming. Winter came, winter left. Now it's going to be the whispers are coming. Whispers are coming. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, Don't you give me that look, Masonic Vader. So, <laughs> so yeah, while the ships are sailing and everything's looking cool for the plan, here comes Euron with his ships and surprisingly takes Rhaegal right out. So we're down to one dragon. <laughs> Danny gets pissed. She Not starts going headstrong at him and then realizes that, uh, yeah, I only got one dragon left and turns around and runs. So <laughs> was not a surprise. I called it. I called it. Well, it was, it was done in the lamest way possible. Sorry. Yeah, it was. That's horrible. Now without a fight. No, that's out of freaking. <sighs> and you don't see it. You don't see it. You're flying on a freaking dragon, 
and there's a whole army of ships to your left, but you're just like, hey, dude, I'm going to keep on flying. Well, because, because she's enjoying the – if you didn't notice this, she's out there flying. She's looking at no. her dragon. Everything's all hunky-dory. Yes. And then, bam. BS. It was one of the worst moments of writing this season in the whole series. It was done for drama. It was horrible. It It almost ruined the episode for me. I mean, they did that. Yeah, it was completely for dramatic effect. And then they would like made him hide behind a little rock formation. It's like really, fifteen like a little tiny ass, and you're, and you're barely hiding behind the the island that Jack Sparrow got left behind yeah. on. Like, come on, you can shoot perfectly from behind that little formation to hit him almost right in the heart. No, with the with the s. What you didn't see, what Euron was doing was he was doing the thumb trick. He was like, "You can't see me. You can't see me." Yeah. <laughs> this so isn't kids in the hall. Yeah, Masonic Vader absolutely did call it. And if they were going to do that, I'm not against the move by any means. I just wish they had written it better. Yeah. So, yeah. The dragon should have gone down with a fight. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, once, once again, there, there um, I'm sorry to cut you off, but this is something you guys, I think you guys are kind of missing here. For the last three or four times we've seen the dragons fly out, there was Danny and John mm-hmm. on the dragons flying around doing their thing. This was the first time she actually flew with just the dragons and herself. And I think that's what you guys are kind of missing. She was in the moment where she was hanging out with her kids, uh, doing her thing, enjoying it, getting ready to go to battle. And then she got caught off guard uh, by a bunch of ships that just well, it, yeah, they weren't even going to battle. They were just going back to the keep first to get prepared. Yeah, and and yeah. I do get that. Like, you do let your guard down a little bit. But I think they're going, <laughs> like Mess said last week, they're trying to show the vulnerability of her. But they're going too hard. She's not stupid. She's not stupid. She may be a little bit crazy and she may be vengeful. But she's never been stupid. And these past two episodes... They're making her do stupid things. They're writing her very incorrectly. Because well, even if you're having fun and your guard is down, there's no way that you miss a whole fleet of ships to your well, left. Once again, once again, on this, what they and this is something that they explained on the after episode with the with the the the, the ballast. Yeah, with the ballast. This is a throwback to they tried the ballast with the with the dragons before and it didn't work, so they actually went back to the drawing board to make sure hey these are going to work this time and and made them more more threatening to the dragons and clearly they 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 shoot fast man and they brought a bunch of them because what was it four four ballasts that hit that uh hit right yeah, before so. it took them down so every ship had one, so yeah every but, ship had. but i don't think it's them writing her off i think it's them writing what is happening to her so if you look at her uh, how she's how she's moved in this show she was married to a a conqueror he gets killed she becomes the conqueror right and she has no one to worry about and now she's got john in her life and right when she gives everything to john she finds out well crap now they can't do it because of the fact that they're you know family or something targaryens so she goes back to riding her dragons and feeling free. That's that's all it is. I, I think it's it's showing a human side to her for yes. once instead of being this uh, what you call a ruthless. She's not ruthless anymore. And she's she is smart, but right now she's caught into that uh 
uh, it, the relationship is it happening or not kind of situation. I still think it could have been written better. Well, James says this isn't the first time that she's made bad decisions, and it's not. This, this season isn't. Malaya says, why was there not another barbecue after the dragon went down? That would have destroyed a good-sized army. Yeah, but as she was, I think she was planning to do another barbecue, but realized if she would have kept flying without running away, she, then Drogon's gone, too. And then James says one of the dragons dying is, is the one key that gives Cersei the confidence later on, which I, I 100% agree with that. Um, but I... It, you guys brought it up in last week's cast. This is the first time that Danny has lost a battle. Go back to all the names that she has. Breaker of Chains, Queen, uh, Mother of Dragons. They're all these big names of all the great, immense things she's done. And that's she's never had failure. She, the one time that she had a little bit of failure, it, she fixed it really quick. So, um, yeah, like she's, she's reeling. John soon. Well, her brain is reeling like crazy. She's... She's losing battles. She's finding out there's somebody else that has a uh, has a stronger right at the throne. I mean, everything is is she's off her game because there is so much coming at her at once. So, I don't think that I think that's the big problem. I think that it's just that she's never had to deal with this much stuff out of her control. She so, I don't think they're I, writing I her bad. I just it a little better. Yeah. That's all. Like I said, I'm not against what they did. It, it does make sense. I just wish they'd written it a little better. Yeah. Well, let's get into these last bits. Um, one quick thing. Cersei's doing exactly with Euron that she did with Robert and telling telling uh, Euron that the baby's his when we know that she's been pregnant well before that. Who and um, Yeah, of course he buys it. So, um, and then... Oh, he's Euron. He's... Not not particularly on the high IQ list. I, I, I don't want Arya to kill Cersei anymore. I want him to kill I want her to kill Euron. Just no, Yara needs to kill Yara, him. Yara is gonna get Euron, yeah. Yara can kill him. Anyone kill him. Yara, Arya, <laughs> same letters, different. Tag team it, just take just take care of them together. Both, I'm, all, both of them. Tyr- I'm gonna throw Tyrion's name in there just for the hell of it. Uh, Masandi gets captured um, as they take out uh, Euron's ships. Take did, out. Did uh, you actually show that, or did I miss it? Because like I know they didn't show him getting captured. They showed her jumping back in the water, but he didn't find her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So and then it cuts, to, it, it cuts to Cersei and Euron, and they have her in in chains already. Yeah, and Breaker Cersei of so so much for Breaker Chains. Yeah. Um, and then we get Varys and Tyrion trying to speak reason to Danny. Danny won't hear it, but then she like kind of backs off a little bit. But I, I was just like, just give Danny a shovel. She loves digging this hole right now. She's just gonna keep digging deeper and deeper into it. So, um, but she's like, okay, let's give last option. Let's make it so that they know if we have to kill these people, it's because Cer- Cersei wouldn't back down when when we gave her the option to to uh, to surrender and live. So. Um, and then you get Varys and Tyrion once again doing the internet round two debate of John versus Danny. So, <laughs> and Winterfell gets the news. Brienne gets clingy, asks Jamie to stay. Jamie gives a really heartfelt speech. I mean, the the whole 
you think I'm a good man. These are the things that I've done. He's still on the redemption story for himself. I think he's redeemed himself quite immensely, but he's still on that full. He he really wants to redeem himself. He's not done yet. Until he kills her, I think, honestly. That's that's the redemption arc that he's always been on because that's why they tied him to Brienne in the first place, I feel. Uh, they, They had that romantic involvement with Brienne just so they could show that he's not and can't be done with Cersei while she's either still alive or still on this warpath where she's still hurting people the way that she is. Well, and I think that the way they've set it up was as if he's going back home to her. And I think that it, I, I don't, I'm hopefully everyone else sees they that did, too, but they did that set it up that he's, way. he's going back home to take care of her is the way uh-huh. I see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's going home and to take her out. Yes. Yep. Well, there's a bunch one of people way to do that. He's going to take care of her. He's going to try. He is going to try and fix her. I have a feeling. He's going to try and get her to stop one more time. I don't know. I think Tyrion's the one. Tyrion's the one trying to do that because that's what we find when Danny comes to ask for surrender. We get a great game of chess between the hands between Tyrion and um, Cersei's hand of them just debating back and forth of like this is what you want and Kyber. I don't like hearing this and da da da. Yeah, and... There you go, Maester Kyburn. Yeah. Right. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but yeah, just a great game of chess between the two of them, back and forth, of trying to explain why which one should surrender. <laughs> um, Tyrion goes up there trying to plead to Cersei and appeal to her, and she's got her. But did he, or was she playing the game? Is she? Is she? She was playing the game. I'm gonna give it up to Lena Headley in that scene. She. She acted the hell out of that. When he brings up the kid, he's like, don't you love your kids more than anything? We know that that's your one redeeming quality is you will do anything for your children. Crazy, not crazy. And don't let this unborn baby have that cost. Don't, you know. But is it a good thing to bring up the kids again when that's what set her off by losing all of them? uh, Finally? It was because she has a chance. She has a chance for her redemption arc now. And he's trying to plead with her to go on that arc. Is there really any redemption arc for Cersei ever? No, but I think that (laughs) Tyrion walked up there thinking, you know, he's, he's doing one last, one last ditch effort to get his sister to, to walk that path that he sees Jamie on, that he sees himself on. I don't know that he was trying it for Cersei's benefit. I think he definitely, he's on there. I think he's yeah. completely washed his hands of, of yeah. thinking that there's any redemption whatsoever for his sister. I think but if it he was prevent bloodshed. Yeah, he was trying to plead for her to step down so that they didn't have to wade through bodies in order to get to her. Yes, but it didn't work. Didn't no, work. it didn't work. Uh, we get uh, Masande giving her last words to say. She yells Dracarys. I get oh, yeah. the flashback of Braveheart yelling freedom. And then her head is separated from her body. So, um, and rage, rage in Danny's face as we fade to black. So, and gray work. So, yeah, no. Yeah. I like how it was like two weeks ago, like all of us were like, oh, gray worms aren't going to survive the Battle of Winterfell. And then here we are a week later, like, oh shit. Like, I didn't see that coming. I just didn't think either one of them were just going to survive the series, period. Because once you start talking about having a happy life at the end, that's the, yeah. that's that's just not right on the wall. Oh, no. I, I don't think that Grey Worm is going to survive now because he's just 
he's at the point. I mean, this entire episode, you saw his emotions the entire time, which was foreshadowing something from him at the beginning with the torch and Dothraki to him. Uh, you know, we were talking about the the pawns on the on the map earlier. Well, when he pushes his piece in, he like slams it and pushes it and kind of looks at John and you know. And then we got him on, on the ship and the way he is with her, him jumping back in the water. I mean, the entire time was an emotional roller coaster with him. Now he's got nothing to live for, so yeah. he's either going to be a very dangerous person or he's, a very stupid warrior. No, he's going to be back to the person that he was as an unsullied with nothing to live for, just a full killing machine type of thing i still think he's gonna die because he's going to go in without any fear of anything but what i was saying on last week's episode where when he was watching the unsullied out there helping the retreat and he's the one standing back and not going it was a pull at him because now he had something to live for so he exactly you know now he doesn't have it so he'll be back into that like this is it's the fight i'm i'm gonna say it right now I think that he is going to eventually confront the mountain and he is going to lose. I could see it. I'm thinking we gain bowl and he's going to come in at the last second as Sandor. Cause I do, I don't think Sandor can take out the mountain. I want him to, but I don't think he can. And I think gray worms going to come in, get his vengeance and then die. I, I, th- I think that's, that's a possibility, but the way that I see it right now, because I saw, I heard the Kill Bill sirens go off in yeah. his head when he saw that freaking. <laughs> I did. I, it, saw, it, I, saw, I saw him taking off his shirt and put a red you, shirt on. That's exactly. what I saw. You can also flip that scenario, have Grey Worm being defeated by the mountain. Clegane comes in at the last second, and then it's just boom, takes out his brother. The way it I think be- it's going to play out is that Grey Worm is going to end up fighting the mountain. He's going to die. Clegane is going to fight his brother, and Arya is going to be the one that actually tips the scales. That's what it is. Boom, right there. Arya's like, come and save the day again. He's not gonna, she's not going to save the day. She's going to give him enough distraction in order for him to finish Just the job. Well, that's not saving the day. She's not going to get the kill, but she's going to turn to the, the tide. Yeah. But are, are we going to get, like, are we going to get his head crushed in, like, the Viper? Because I don't want to see that again. That's, I don't want do that. that. That's what <laughs> that, that's, that's lazy ride if they do that again. Like, like, you know, when no, he was I... fighting the Viper, and I don't want that. I don't want to see some lame-ass little battle between the two of them, you know, because he's a warrior, and he knows how to fight. So. I think he's going to kill him with fire. Well, and that's okay. So, uh, James said on in terms of Danny's face at the end, uh, if he ever sees his face, that face on his girlfriend, he's running, and I agree a hundred percent with that one. Um, nope. And I don't know, I don't know his girlfriend, but if my wife made that face, I'd run too. So, um, and then he says, that, oh, takes yeah, out his brother, takes out his brother with fire in uh, in uh, marks. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Um, but that's it. That's this week's cast. We got two episodes left to talk about. I once again thank you guys. We went thirty minutes over, so thank you for sticking around and yes. uh, talking with us. I see. Finally finished the episode. Yeah, um, and he'll and he'll probably be on cast next week with us. But um, if you guys want to support this channel, biggest thing that you can do to help us, you can head over to malice-corp.com. Um, and check out anything we have over there. We have many different podcasts to listen to. That's our main website. If you're ever purchasing anything from Amazon, if you click on the Amazon links over there when you're going to purchase, uh, we get a little bit of a kickback, so it helps us. Or if you have Amazon Prime, that means you have Twitch Prime, which means you have a free subscription to a channel every 30 days. doesn't cost you any money. You just click on the subscription up above, 
and subscribe to the channel and it does help us kind of fund the website so that we can keep this source to put all the, the podcasts out and everything. Um, or just support us anywhere that you listen to cast Stitcher, iTunes, um, Spotify. We're all over them. We have many, many different podcasts for all different types of stuff. So thank you for supporting that stuff. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for leaving reviews and comments and, uh, joining us on YouTube and all the, all the different places. So if you guys want to talk with us, Anytime, if you just want to drop Game of Thrones memes or GIFs and just have fun with it, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash all things nerd podcast. Come join us over there. We're always talking about all different types of stuff. So we greatly appreciate it if you would come over there and join us. Um, but before we talk about where to follow me, let's talk about where we can follow all these fine folks if you want to talk Game of Thrones with them on Twitter or any other social media sites. Aaron, where can people follow you outside of this cast? I am on Twitter and Instagram at uh, Das Newport Kid, D-A-S-N-E-W-P-O-R-T-K-I-D. And I am on uh, Xbox Live and uh, PlayStation Network at the same hand. Awesome. What about you, Mind Freak? You guys can follow me at Twitter at Mind Freak MLG. You guys can also follow me right here on Twitch at twitch.tv slash B2B Mind Freak. Uh, stream PC is going nicely, so hope to be streaming here pretty uh, soon once again. And Masonic Vader. Oh, you can follow me at Masonic Vader on uh, Twitter, Masonic Vader 71 on PlayStation Network. And I have to give kudos to AA Ron's shirt. I love that shirt, dude. <laughs> Thank you, Zul. <laughs> uh, Bearded Master. You can find me at Instagram and Twitter at A Bearded Master. Um, always talking pop culture, comic world, and wrestling all the time. And Super Hoovy and Freak, where can people follow you? Uh, well, follow me on Twitter at Super Hoovy and Nut. That's where I'm always talking about television shows. But you can also follow me on Instagram at Super Hoovy and Freak. I swear I remember where I am. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Super Hoovy and something. Just find it. It's there. <laughs> Trying to take over the camera. You keep talking. No. <laughs> I am Mess5150. You can follow me on Twitter at Mess underscore Malice Corp or on Instagram at Mess5150. If you guys want to interact with us, hashtag everything Twitch. Uh, sorry. Hashtag it TV Talks GOT. We'll, we'll keep an eye on those hashtags so that if you have any thoughts um, about some stuff or some insights come up or if you have something funny to share, throw that on Twitter. Hashtag TV Talks GOT and we will uh, try and interact with you. Um, with that, thank you once again and uh, Dracarys. Dracarys. <laughs>